Welcome to the Since Right Now Addiction Recovery Podcast, the podcast of clean and sober, K-L-E-N and S-O-B-R, and SinceRightNow.com, with your hosts in recovery, Jeff, Matt, and Chris. With our guest tonight, Wes, out of clean, coarse water. All right, uh, tonight uh, we have with us Wes Hurt, who is the founder of Clean Cause Water, and um, he's been in recovery for how many years, Wes? Not years. Oh. Hey, are we not allowed to do the show now? It's been months. months, 10 months, 10 months. Nice. Fantastic. Okay. Um, that's terrific. And man, you've accomplished a lot in 10 months, dude. It's, I mean, I think when I looked at it, I'm like, this has to be decades in the making. No, but, um, <laughs> well, I went on a radio show this last week. I'll, I'll wait for it, but it's interesting because there's some context to your comment you just said. But okay, uh, well, Let's do this. I mean, we're in. Um, I flubbed the intro. I'll let you uh, correct me and, and fill it in. Like I said, we're very informal here and uh, we're... we're we just kind of roll with it. We roll with it. Cool. So, cool. Um, well, well, right on. Yeah. I mean, uh, so, you know, the short and sweet. You mean give you short and sweet history, not the drunk log, but just short and sweet? Honestly, whatever you want to do. But if you want to start short and sweet, and if we want to expand as we go along, we can do that too. So. Okay, cool. So interject at any point, but bottom line is that, you know, I, I grew up in Austin, Texas. Uh, I grew up in a really great family, all the opportunity in the world. Um, I sometimes joke around. I'm careful to say it, but I'm a victim of prosperity. Um, I've been given way too much uh, my entire life. And, um, you know, so there was no real um, no real uh, reasons in terms of uh, some of the some of the more other um, justifiable reasons for me to turn to addiction at an early age. Um because I just had a wonderful, um, wonderful upbringing, and so, um, you know, I, I, you know, I started experimenting in my teens, um, and for the last twenty years, really, um, used uh, drugs and alcohol, and slowly um, accelerated my use, as we do, and um, you know, about probably three years ago, I switched over to uh, opiates and crack. Um, and really just didn't discriminate uh, anything else that was there as well. But um, really, I got hooked on Vicodin. And, um, and up, up to about a year ago, um, uh, I was popping 35 Vicodin a day and smoking oh, crack. Um, and um, I lived in a warehouse on the, the, the bad side of Austin. Right. You know, and, um, you know, just uh, what, was, what was interesting is the um, – well – yeah, so that that that's I was trying to give a real, you know, I, mine's not my my story's not that unique. Other than there's kind of some interesting aspects to it. In that, about eight years ago, I started a cupcake business in Austin, right? And uh, it was called Hay Cupcake. And my yeah. whole passion, my whole life, uh, you know, has been to to have some of my crazy ass ideas come to fruition. And I've always been an entrepreneur, but I've always also sought to evoke emotion from people and try to create something that had impact. Mm-hmm. And, you know, somehow this, it, it chose to be manifest at this time in my life through cupcakes. Um, I never grew up thinking I'd, I'd sell cupcakes for a living. Um, <laughs> You're the you cupcake know. king of Austin, eh? Well, I, I don't know about that. You know, <laughs> you know, 
but but my dad my dad's a doctor retired my brother's an orthopedic surgeon and i told them i want to sell cupcakes and they said oh god wes <laughs> you know, the kind of thing like where they comb your hair a little bit with their hand you know right, pet right, you. Pat. it's, it's going to be okay wes right. um but so we'll get know, through it, this yeah yes absolutely and so it was crazy enough and it worked about eight years ago and then um you know i was drunk or high every single day hmm. Um, we grew, uh, we started, I sold 17 cupcakes was my best selling day, uh, for the first few weeks. And, um, I, we shut it down at our original location. We went back to the drawing board and launched, uh, an airstream with a giant cupcake on top that was rotating this fantastical blah, blah, blah. And, and it was kind of a success. It just mm. took off. Um, and I dealt with a lot of my fears of rejection are not going to be able to make it again by using heavily. Um, and so people were like, you're so courageous, man. You're such an entrepreneur. You're the essence of it. And I'm like, I'm an addict and an alcoholic <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and I'm fearless. Okay. Right. You know? And so, um, but you know, something bigger was looking over me over the last seven years. I grew the company from selling 17 cupcakes first couple of weeks to $2 million a year and, uh, and total insanity, uh, internally with relationships, with investor money, just what comes along with the territory and, and, um, and, uh, but you know, I don't throw the money out there to say, you know, that just cause I was such a Billy badass or we were able to, you know, create something even under the influence. I had wonderful people around me, sure. um, that were also enablers. Um, but they were around me and really faithful just to what we were trying to pull off, which was a fun, lighthearted brand that just made uh, life a little bit better and a little cupcake. And so, um, you know, anyway, that, you know, so uh, I, I exited that, uh, you know, my my uh, addiction had reached 35 Icon in a day and smoking crack and I left my house uh, with my wife here. Um, I was fired from my business essentially by our board of directors. Interesting. Uh, my whole family cut me off and, and I just literally packed up a bag and walked out of the house and I had like, it was like Huck Finn style. I mean, toothbrush like some shoes and like some boxers and I was just like you know what it's over let's just go down you know and I had some money saved up or whatever and I was like it's over I moved into a warehouse a beat down dilapidated office uh, of a warehouse with a homeless guy huh. um, and uh, we stayed there for a couple months um, and I just bought all the drugs and we just used and and, uh, you know, it was just, I, I don't know why I never t took the step to heroin. I think I just have some really close friends that have almost, you know, that will have OD'd multiple times mm -hmm. and they can't, they can't escape the dragon. And, um, and so I, I think I was just too scared at that time in my life. And, mm -hmm. and, um, bottom line is I, you know, it came down to about probably about a year ago, I was laying on the concrete floor and, and, um, in this warehouse and, and I had smoked a, a ton of crack. Mm. And I'd done my Vicodin thing, couldn't even get high. And my heart did something really unusual that I'd never experienced. And it was just this different type of fluttering and stuff. And for the first time in my life, I I sincerely thought I may die. Or it wasn't so dramatic to be in that moment. Sure. I didn't think the God or the power of my understanding was going to take me in that moment necessarily. But it was um, that it came home to me that, that I was going to die um, mm. some way as a result of this. And I had never believed that before in my life. Wow. And so, um, you know, no burning bush, no bright light, um, made decision to say, look, um, I'm going to give this one more shot, but I got to find purpose. Um, I've got to find something. And, um, you know, went, uh, 
detox at the home. My wife let me come back. I don't know why. (laughs) But she had said no, 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 no. And this one day, she says, come home right now. Right now. And I was like, I'm so fucking high to myself, I'm thinking. (laughs) And and, and I'm like, can I come? And in my mind, the addict in me was like, oh my gosh, she's saying what I want, that I've been Mm -hmm. saying I want to be able to come back. Mm -hmm. And But in that moment, I was like, I want to finish my little Caesar's pizza and smoke some more or whatever. You know, it's like, and I'll, and I'll be tomorrow, tomorrow morning, first thing in the morning and you know, whatever. And she was like, right now. And so I dropped, I go, okay, got off the phone, went straight home. And, uh, and that was the beginning, you know? And, um, I had a, uh, a relapse. I, I got a job installing windows while I still owned my company. Uh, cause it was, um, requested or, or, or um, suggested of me to do and um, so I was installing windows in these really high-end homes and stuff and and uh, I, I looked over at a wall when I was installing these and it was summer in Texas and hot as crap and this is probably about 11 months ago and I looked over at a wall of the multi-million dollar house I'm working on and there was a, a picture of, of Hey Cupcake, one company on the wall wow. and, and I was installing windows at their house and not that there's anything wrong with installing windows. Mm-hmm. It was just a contrast of where, of where I was and what I was doing now in terms of just um, the phase of my life, and it was just this weird thing. And my pride, even in the moment, wanted to tell my coworkers who were 18 years old. I want to say, that's uh, that's actually my company. <laughs> but but I was such a beat down soul even at that moment, at that time, because I relapsed and was using in my home for about a month, hmm. and it accelerated right back up and. Um, it was a hard, hard time, I think, especially for my wife. I mean, you know, I was I was talking some talk and, um, you know, I was very aware um, of, of, of my using of how I was, like the drinking, not to drink and to make sure it didn't at least smell and to be very proactive on folding clothes and mm-hmm. making food and dinners and stuff, even planting a garden in the backyard. Mm-hmm. I mean, sick shit. And, and my, uh, you know, my wife even said at one moment when we were outside, was like, "This is the most amazing time we've we've ever had." You know, these last weeks or whatever. And I was like, "Oh my God, this level of deceit um, mm-hmm. was absolutely unbelievable." And so, um, you know, uh, so I had to come clean with her, uh, which was really difficult. And mm-hmm. it was one of those things where I was like, "Is she just going to divorce me?" But my brother is um, a pretty hardcore dude, and he believes in the truth. And um, no matter what, <laughs> almost um, mm-hmm. it's an interesting, uh, it's an interesting thing. I don't know if our if if certain steps that we know of uh, think the same way in terms of amends or so forth. But depending on who's involved. But anyway, um, yeah. go ahead. No, well, I, I want to this. You're on a roll. I'd like to go ahead. I don't want to interrupt. Yeah, so I was just saying, so it, it was interesting that, um, uh, so so yeah, I had to literally just say, um, these amazing weeks uh, or months, you know, I've been using, you know, I've been just fucking using, you know, and mm-hmm. it's just un- unbelievable deceit. It, it's a different level of deceit because in my life before, always, everyone in my family always knew, I would say, screw you in your face or, hey, mm-hmm. Wes, here's your choice to do this or this. And I wouldn't tell you I was going to not and then do it. I would just tell you I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm leaving to Belize today or I'm leaving to Tijuana today. I don't care anymore. And and I was always – that was part of my – probably part of my justification rationalization for I'm so open with everybody. 
that, you know, and I'm going to go live my life or whatever it is. I'm telling you what I'm doing. I'm not lying. I'm just going to live my life and I'm, you know, or whatever that, whatever that rationalization or the right word would be for it. But, um, I rode that for years that it was kind of like just in your face, you know, I, this is who I am and, and check you later. Mm -hmm. So there wasn't a ton of deceit at that time in my life. It oddly came at the very end. And, uh, it, it was probably one of the more heartbreaking and, and, um, conscience bending, um, things I've ever done, yeah. you know? Um, you know, and so, it, I mean, it was up there with like what I would uh, imagine an affair to be like, that was just some really drawn out, just sick affair. Mm -hmm. uh, right. You know? And so, um, well, you yeah. were with your, your addiction, you're having the affair with your addiction, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And so, um, yeah. And so, you know, um, then it was just like, it was like, you know, I had to get into the, and I don't know, are we allowed to talk about the program or no? Or Well, uh, we, we talk about whatever yeah, okay. we want. Absolutely, we want. man. So you can talk about whatever you, you're comfortable talking cool. about. Cool. I just didn't know what y'all's ground rules were and stuff. So cool, man. I mean, so, you know, I dove into the program um, and, uh, you know, I've had a, a pretty radical um, spiritual conversion. Um, mine, um, is more in line with, with, uh, with spirituality or the God that I was raised, uh, to, to uh, in, in, and, sure. and to know of, and mine, you know, is, is, is more in line with like the Bible and sure. so forth. And so, um, at the same time, I'm very careful to speak too much about it being relatively fresh, not really truly fresh. Let's call it fresh. Sure. You know, being fresh and, and not to be one of the things I always feared and, and disliked or was was uh, wary of uh, in, in religion or anybody from any walk is is the person who says they recycle and I go look in their trash can and there's aluminum cans. It's the person <laughs> who says that I believe in love and all they do is judge. It's the person, and so um, I just you know I'm, I'm hesitant to be um, to try to be. Um, be, be live what I say I believe is this little thing I came up with mm. myself. And, um, so I'm very careful right now of how much I'm proclaiming my truths about my life because, um, I think it also, the credibility comes with sustainability exactly. and, mm -hmm. um, some more time, so to speak. So, which is all fair, you know, I, I mean, I have my own convictions and I, and I know that there's been a real, real shift within me that is, uh, it, it's, it, I can't explain to people. Um, other than people that have experienced it themselves. And, um, but other than that, you just stay in the gratitude of it, I think, and roll with it, man, and just and see where it takes you instead of having to, to uh, tell everybody or try to articulate exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. um, it's more it, – so back to that one point that I was saying, I was sitting there and the, uh, I went in one of Austin's, Austin's biggest radio show in the morning um, and uh, the guy says – so Wes, hey, uh, you know it's great to have you on the show and stuff. And so, how many years have you been sober? And I go, uh, there's there's no years, you know. It was pretty similar. Um, I and, <laughs> and I said uh, I've been sober ten months. And he goes, and it was just like this silence stopped for a minute. It was like, oh shit. But <laughs> <laughs> like, we brought this guest on, who is going to try to speak his little piece on recovery, with ten months under his belt. And I said, and I go, and you know, and he goes, man, I'm sorry, you know. And he had said something like he said, you know, wow, I I brought this guest on, you yeah. know. And I said, you know what? You're absolutely right to feel that way. And I go, 
And the reality is, is that, and this is somewhat of a cliche answer, maybe in this moment or something, but I just said, and it flowed out very naturally. I said, I tell you what, watch what we do, not what we say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I go, and that's it. And I go, that's all I got on that one, man. But I can tell you and that there was a spiritual conversion and, and blah, blah, blah. But I said, that's what it comes down to. Mm-hmm. Wow. That, that is, um, there's a lot in there. You, you packed a lot of just really fascinating stuff in there. Yeah. And, um, I do want to back up like all the way sure. to the beginning for just yeah. a minute. Yeah, I'm just good. curious. I may have missed it, but what sort of addictive predisposition did you bring into, I guess, I guess it escalated at least during, uh, Hey cupcake years. Right. But right. prior to that, was there an issue? Did, was there an inkling of an issue? Was there? Oh, Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Um, yeah. I kind of jumped right into, like the accelerated years. I mean, I probably had, you know, so I'm 37, 17, I started drinking hard. And then, mm-hmm. so it's 20 years, pretty much. I've been to six rehabs, one psych ward, wow. four, foreign countries, walking the street and barefooted. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just insanity, rolled cars, the whole deal that we all know, just crazy yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um, and it, I've always, always, even at those times, just, partied at a level that was sure. just not reasonable. <laughs> <laughs> this is unreasonable or certainly yeah. unsustainable. So, okay. So, so prior to and through the Hey Cupcake years, you, you had been to rehabs multiple times or? No, it? not, not within that seven years. That's what was crazy that the, okay. the success of the business was able to be my, my enabler. Okay. Um, where people thought I had my shit together okay. and, and all I would do is separate and I would detach and I would say, I'm so stressed. I need to leave. So I would leave to Belize or whatever and just be gone. And, mm-hmm. and the business was doing really well. And, um, and so I just had a lot of the enablers around me and I didn't have to go to meetings or whatever. So I was just able to balance it really. And my family was like, yeah, maybe they just never saw it. You know, yeah. all, they, all they saw was kudos. And they're like, wow, your son's doing so great. The whole cupcake thing, you know, and they were proud. Right. You know? Of course. Um, and, 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 but behind the, the scenes, it was just accelerating insanity, you know, mm-hmm. um, it was crazy. And so then when it got too crazy, you'd pull the geographic and, and go essentially hide out in Belize and yes, away oh, from I- prying eyes, right? Oh yeah. yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, I did probably twenty, thirty geographics um, okay. that were expensive geographics yeah. for wow. over the seven years. Insanity of you know. Yeah. Yes. Okay. And I and I get it, man, because I've been there. It's so hard to look at any you know shortcomings in your life or any addiction or any patterns when you're a success on a certain level, particularly when the people in your life are like applauding you and mm-hmm. lauding you for being being successful. Um, it's really difficult to address any, you know, because on paper you've got this awesome instant, you know, uh, justification. Mm-hmm. You'd be like, Hey, well, you know what? Drug addicts aren't, don't have $2 million companies, you know, and <laughs> drug addicts don't, aren't these kind of success. Like, right. I don't know. At least that was the way it was for me is when it, when everything was going really well outside of my addiction, I, it was really hard to look at my addiction. Yeah. <laughs> so I'd be like, for, Hey, on paper, sure. it's great, man. You know? Yeah, and you know what? I didn't, you know, I I, I really did. In my heart of hearts, I knew that it wasn't going to work. I really did. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was just, um, 
and yeah, so you know, and I was so isolated throughout those years um, that that you know, the, it's weird. I explain it like this way: my cupcake business and everything it represented on the outside was everything that I wish I was on the inside. Interesting. In that time, because it just was so simple, so pure, light-hearted, whimsical, and innocent. It just, and just yeah, innocent. It just spread this joy that just took over the city. Mm-hmm. And I would just be crying by myself, drugging in a car at 7 a.m. with the freaking light, you know, the sun had come. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you know, this is the weirdest hell I've ever been in, you know. And it's just, uh, yeah, it was really, it's crazy. It's been crazy. I mean, um, but, but totally awesome at the same time, you know. I mean, it's uh, this, the 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 fact that the business well I, I won't go too far on that and I was just gonna say that just kind of how clean came about was was a result of all this insanity you know yeah and let's let's sort of figure that out because I mean that's how I came across you and I just thought it was a fascinating super well developed pro you know presentation a super well developed brand and and that's the world Matt and I and Jeff come from is is marketing advertising branding um, and uh, and you know certainly something that looks like it, it took more than whatever time you had available in the past ten months. Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, well, here's what here's what I'm getting to. You know, one of the toughest things, other than being the addict, one of the toughest people to be is the person that loves the addict, right? And that's right. and so that's you know we can all I think sympathize if not empathize with your wife. Um, and it sounds like that's what this time made it different than all the other times you'd gone to rehab was her trust in you and, and her saying, come on home. Am am I right there? Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to just give a BS answer. Sure. No, I mean, give it. Yeah. You know, I don't, you know, I've thought about it. I'm like, what really happened and why did it really happen? (laughs) Um, that honestly, Honestly, the best way, because it just doesn't make sense, Mm-mm. is is my higher power's grace. Okay. And and I know that's so cliche, but it's like when I look back at it and I look at the sequence of the events of my life and where I'm at now, it all makes perfect sense. And so I can't say there was a moment where I said she did this, where there was context around sure. all of, of that. Of course. Right? And in the, you know, in her life and so forth, too, in her experience with her father as an alcoholic. But, um, you know, definitely, definitely her graciousness. And, and I think what you're, you may be getting to is the fact that there was an odd opening that mm-hmm. let's just call it maybe God put it in her or whoever did to say, come home right now. And uh, to never know exactly why, because it defied all logic within the context that someone's using or enabling and so forth you know i I can absolutely appreciate that i think um you may not have the experience with us to realize this but we're sort of a uh jeff matt and i are sort of our spectrum in terms of um how we approach recovery our um participation and adherence to you know the the steps principles and, and and those sorts of things i can't even speak you're doing, you're doing good. Chris well, is our outlier, man. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, I, I've I've been to two meetings in my my 17 years, and both of those are this past year, just to see what the deal was. And uh, <laughs> and Jeff uh, is a, a long time 
um, adherent and proponent of AA and the steps. And I'd say if he was here, he would probably have the most, um, he, he'd be the, the jumping in to, 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 to go with you where you're, where you're going right now. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm also, you know, I mean, I'm an active and, participant right. in, in Alcoholics Anonymous, but, um, but, and I've got 13 months and I've been in and out of the program for 14 years. And, uh, um, and I kind of, I grapple with the spiritual side. I think I'm still kind of the stalwart, uh, a- atheist, um, but you know, I love the fellowship. I love the steps. I I have a sponsor. I have a home group. I I work the program as best I can. You know, yeah. um, Because without it, I I you know I'm I'm not Chris. I'd be fucked. Um, all, <laughs> I would be I would be country screwed. So, um, but so we kind of run the gamut, you know. And that's why yeah. we we went to a smart recovery meeting. We've talked about moderation management. We talk about you know traditional brick and mortar hardcore AA and. And we we kind of come at it from all angles, so I dig it. Yeah, dig man. It. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good um, diversified portfolio you guys are working with. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's a, that's exactly it, and it sort of happened just happened that way because I mean we've you know we've we've known each other professionally as friends and as you know brothers in recovery, yeah. and we all have three very different recovery stories. Yeah, it yeah. lends it lends um, attraction and credibility. Uh, in my opinion, uh, a credibility through uh, diversification to to the platform that I think you guys are nurturing and stuff, which is, um, yeah, which is rad. So I dig it. Oh, I appreciate that. that that's that's good to hear. Um, so so where I was going with all that before that sort of uh, tangent um, was so so now you're ten months in. Yep. And. Um, you know, working a uh, working a program through yeah, it, AA and the steps. You know, yeah, let, but let's let's get rigorously honest sure. and go with the AA language. Um, it's um, you know, I'd say uh, there are it, it's half measures right now. Mm-hmm. Let's say that mm-hmm. you know, and and the result of half half measures say that they avail us nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not been my experience right now, mm-hmm. and um, you know, again, I have to say that. You know, AA was a catalyst to my higher power, which is why I'm so grateful. And and I'm diving into my spirituality just in a more literal sense out of the Bible and so forth. Um, that being said, I've surrounded myself. I talk to more people probably in recovery daily than I do. Well, I didn't have any fucking friends left, so I don't even know. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I, I, man, when I think about it, I'm like, hmm, so what am I doing right now? Uh, a guy told me the other day that he said a couple days ago, this guy, he's really successful. He's six years sober. He's built a $50 million a year business. Um, he is, he's my 36. He's been in the penitentiary felonies, everything hardcore heroin, uh, guy. And, and he's freaking solid rock now. And he sat me down across from it. And, and again, I don't drop numbers and stuff like that just to say the people I know or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just, He's a successful businessman, and so when I try to talk to some people and, and have the same context or pressures or understanding of what the hell's going on, sure. that's why I reach out to them. And he said, um, he goes, Wes, he just looked me in the eyes. He says, um, he goes, I got to tell you, he goes, I just see you as an all or nothing guy, and you are, you're, you're, you're all or nothing right now, and I just, I'm afraid it could lead you to nothing, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, 
you know, I've been drunk on ambition for sure. sure. You know, um, it can be, it can be filtered with, with the idea, um, or, or diluted with the idea or rationalized with the idea that what I'm doing is good ultimately, or at least that's part of the, that's the intention, mm-hmm. you know? And so I'm working the program every fucking day with clean cause, <laughs> you know? And right. it's like, you know, but the reality is, is that my, my life, my recovery within my own skin and behind my eyes is different from the business aspect and how I sustain my family and my life, you know? And so, and that's my own truth that I'm coming to is that they are independent. And, and I don't mean that recovery has to be in the context of AA or whatever. You know, I don't know exactly what that is yet, honestly. Um, but, um, I do I do agree with the the fellowship component. I do agree with the steps. I think that there's different levels as you walk through this stuff of willingness and just willingness in life, you know? As we become more comfortable with the people that we really fucking are mm-hmm. and our true weaknesses or we start to uh you know, you know, pull off another freaking layer of the onion, you say, "Oh shit, I'm ready to go to the next level," mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like I'm constantly moving to those places. And very quickly, because I've been blessed to be surrounded by people like yourselves who are different walks of life, who have different perspectives, but at the end, they're all good. You know, yeah. if I can extract and pull something, that's what my mom always used to say, you know, just do the next right thing. And the next right thing might be just in that moment, you know. And, um, okay, can I ask? Uh, yeah. This is their, their story to tell, but your is your mom familiar with the program uh no 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 she's you know in terms of alcoholic or not or anything right you know no so the the i have six people in my immediate family and my is an alcoholic and um he is just drinking about a handle of vodka a day try to get sober and went out again and it's just it's health so i totally blew anonymity but um (laughs) <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, what this is this is recorded live it's not played live so if you want to, to make an edit there um, you know, uh, I'm, I'm it, not really worried about it it's the truth it's the reality and it's something I look at alright so this, so so it's it's in the family like many of us we, we, we've got we've got family um, we've got peeps and uh, I, I, I don't know if I told you guys I well no I didn't t- I was hanging out in a cemetery every day during yeah. the day and and um, you know the suicide deal. I mean, it was it right. was the most real time in my life. I was like, "Fucking just do it, man!" Right? Absolutely crazy. Well, but um, sorry, go ahead. Well, no. So I just want to. I want to. You got to corral me, man. No, no, man. That's all good. <laughs> good. We're the no, 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 same totally way. good. It's um, it's it's free form. So, but but what I do want to to sort of understand is, all right. So you you went through years of this rehab, successful business. Um, still, you know, escalating usage. It that all falls apart. You end up. You say you're you're w- living with the homeless guy in a warehouse, but I mean, essentially, you had become the homeless guy. Yeah. Um, also, still doing drugs. Um, sort of expelled from the family or self exp- self. No, I was I was cut off. I cut off. I self isolated and then I was cut, cut off up. all so, contact. So from everybody, and yep. then. Um, and so then 10 months ago, there's this intervention, divine or otherwise, um, certainly, uh, you know, a, a, a loving outreach from your wife. Um, you go back, 
I'm just recapping so I can get up to to, to the point sure. where I, I want to be. Well, eleven uh, months ago you went back. Eleven right? months you go back for a month. You're still you're right. still in denial and 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 right. deceitfully using. So at this point, ten ten months in, you decide to commit. You, I, are you? Do you go to meetings? I do. I, I and regularly. It just fluctuates regularly, weekly. Okay. Let's say weekly. Weekly, okay. And but believe me, I'm. I like I said, I'm not an AA guy, so I, I, I don't know. I don't have a direct relationship to that. But that's no, the so question just, that seems it, pertinent to ask. No, yeah, it's um, ebb and flow. It's ebb and flow with that, you know. Okay. And yeah. Um, and then how, how about your your uh, your other your other family? Have they sort of welcomed you back? Are they supportive? Are they? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then. Almost, you must have almost immediately started working on Clean Cause. I mean, it was within weeks that the idea was born. Okay. And, I mean, you clearly know a bunch of people that are helping you with this. I mean, the, the everything about it is top level. I yeah. Mean, from the video production to the it's branding. It's impressive as hell. Yeah. To a couple of, like, you know, salty old ad guys. And yeah. we're not... We're not <laughs> salty or old but right. um but a couple of guys who've been doing this for a living for a long time that that is some polished ass shit is the opposite um, of salty old sweet and young uh yeah some <laughs> sweet sounds like a that sounds like a wonderful dish yeah yeah <laughs> to some sea lightly seasoned uh yeah. no yeah. but but um yeah it's it's really a pretty fantastic idea and approach and presentation and I'd like to know more about mm-hmm. the wellspring, you know, no pun intended, mm-hmm. but kind of how that came yeah. to be. Um, yeah. So, well, you know, this. So, yeah, I'll give you the short suite of it. I've um, so serial entrepreneur, always loved it, mm-hmm. always wanted to be one, never chose it. It it chose me. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to be that, and I love the freedom of it. I love to create, um, and I love to create new things, and I love to create things that impact. Mm-hmm. And it's not so much in the social conscious, you know, cliche aspect of it, you know, that's so so hip right now. But impact in terms of can I affect someone? Can mm-hmm. I can something resonate new with them that they remember and say, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Or how did they pull that off? Or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And um, and even and I'm an addict that I like to um, do things that you maybe shouldn't do. Or shouldn't you know? I wasn't supposed to start this company. As a guy told me, no, you need to get a job and hand out flyers for one year, and do a and do you know and water a plant. And if it lives, then you can get a fish. And then and yeah. I say, yeah. well, I'm gonna fucking kill that fish and cook it up right now because I'm ready to rock. Baby. And I'm like, I'm not sitting back, dude. I'm like, look, I've got this energy and it's coming if I want it or not. Right. And let's see if we can corral it into something that can um, be something for a greater good. Sure. And um, and give me purpose in my life, man. Because in reality, that's what I've been. I I only know to call it that and call it that sincerely now. But it, the reality is, is that you know I'm all about trying to figure out how to help people also ultimately right. find purpose, man. And it doesn't have to be some altruistic, massive, idealistic revolution of fucking epidemic proportion whatever right it can be dude my purpose is to be whatever i'm just the idea of purpose so right. that purpose then for me is a cause and so i said how can we okay this is my tribe this is my people this is who i resonate with sure i'm saying where's the issue well 
fucking programs out there need money, you know? Rehabs aren't cheap, counseling services, all this stuff. There's all this issue with the politics. And mm-hmm. I'm like, so how can we monetize this? How can I use my gifts, which I believe are branding and selling okay. and, and, and creating? And so we went to the drawing board and we just me, I sitting there and I said, fuck this. Why don't I start a water called Sober? <laughs> I seriously, I was, it was a water called Sober initially. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like the first two days, I'm like, it's fucking brilliant. It's like, you know, and I call my sister up and she says, uh, I like the idea behind this, Wes, but the idea that it's called sober, I just don't know if I want to walk around holding a thing called sober because then people think I'm an alcoholic. And I was like, and she goes, how about clean? And I go, holy shit. And I got chills. And I was like, that's it. Mm-hmm. And immediately the double entendre of clean, the lifestyle, huh. everything it represents, the literal sense for us or figurative and everything. And I said, oh, my gosh. And so um, honestly, we just I, – I would wake up. I, I was having a hard time sleeping anyway from the opiate withdrawal things and stuff. And you know, just I just never was a, a sleeper. How did you do that detox, by the way, this last one? This one I did do uh, – I did a self – detox of but self-monitored detox uh, on suboxone for seven days okay and i'm a huge advocate of detoxing with suboxone Mm. but a huge proponent of long-term use um or opponent excuse me okay it's fucking the devil but anyway that's a whole different different yeah right, right right yeah um and I was on it for nine months at one time in my life, and I could not get off of it. I had to go to a rehab for 60 days and be li- libriumed up to get off of it. Unbelievable insanity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's – like I said, I get all pumped up on that because I, I almost killed myself on that shit. But whatever. Um, hey, but whatever. Just killed myself. Um, let's see. Uh, so what where, where, What would you – what highlights would you want to know or what, you know? Well, here's I guess here's the thing. So, I mean, it's only been 10 months and you have what certainly online by all appearances and, and by the videos, you know, in IRL, um, by all appearances is a very robust brand that – It's not – we're all smoking mirrors right now, guys. No, I understand that. <laughs> but you don't want to no, – no. It's good you know. smoke and quality mirrors. I mean – Right. Yeah. Exactly. But, I mean, you, no, you have I, product – produced even if you know it's like sort of prototype quantities or no is it- no 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 so we launched two weeks ago officially selling product we've closed 40 accounts in two okay, well, weeks there you go That's yeah smoke we, and mirrors. no no i know i'm just playing around my expectations are higher though i i think we're supposed to be international right now in the last two weeks that's how fucked up my head is uh, but i was telling my dad about it earlier i'm like i'm so ungrateful dad I'm like, I'm laying in a crack warehouse a year ago, yeah. and now I want to be international. I mean, insanity. But, you know, that's the insatiable nature. And I was talking to him about it, and, you know, we constantly come back to the gratitude. But, right. yeah, and so what's happened is is that, you know, um, I, I sold that company and had some money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started it in this. I helped start a bottled water company 10 years ago. It was their main sales guy. They are still growing in Austin, but they've just trickled their entire 10 years. Mm. And I called them up and said, do you guys want to bottle up some water for me? You know. And then they're like, Wes, of course we would. And they're like angels. They've done it. And then insane stuff has happened, guys. I'm talking insane stuff. We're rolling out <laughs> in one of Texas's uh, largest um, like baby Whole Foods. Okay, It's called Central Market. Sure, right. Yeah, and yeah. and um, bottom line is, just, just to give you one little story how this happened, like within uh, probably 
three months, four months sober, I had already, you know, the concept was coming about. I made the logo by myself one night and sent yeah. it to this designer and he goes, that's fucking it. Yeah. You know? And I was like, that's it. He's like, that's it. <laughs> right. You know? And I go, he goes, why'd you put cause? And I go, I don't know. They're just, it's like, because we needed something more, right, you know? And, and it just, it just happened and we don't even know how. Right. Um, and so I go down to my parents' beach house. It's this little, little home down in Galveston, Texas. Yeah. And, and the next door neighbor there, um, I, someone had told me about this guy, uh, just this random company that I need to get in touch with. He's like, if you ever want to get in this grocery store, you need to be with this guy. Yeah. So I'm down there at the beach house and just just keep that in for context. And I'm sitting there. I walk down side and this Frenchman walks down uh, from next door. His name's <laughs> the stereotypical asshole, but he's also uh, – one of us, let's just say. Right. I'm not going to say any last names or any company names or anything like that. Sure. But bottom line is, he goes, "Hello, who are you?" You know, and I tell him, and and he's like, "You want a beer?" And I'm like, oh, "No, I, I I'd love one, but not really." Mm. And, you know, I can't. And I was like, "You know, I'm getting sober. I'm launching this company." And goes, he goes, "My twentieth birthday was last week," and I was like, "Oh shit," you know, and. And then, and then I find out he is the distributor that this guy was talking about. Hmm. And um, since then, over the last you know eight nine months, we've grown a relationship where he says, "I love you" on the phone. Hmm. I'm like the son that he didn't have, who's the young buck who's trying to stay sober and kick some ass in business hmm. at the same time. And he's opened up these doors that are only. It's there is no coincidence. The odds of this man living next to the beach house right. in Galveston, fucking Texas, um, you know, and running into him and him being recovery and mm. the distributor and open these doors. I just I said, you know what, God, you're on my team right now, and you're you're making this real easy for me to see you, and I appreciate. It. And so let's kick some ass for you. Let's go. And so it was just full on. I'm talking 3 a.m. Mm. coffee shop. What needs to be done? How can I bootstrap? How can I get designed? How can I get video without begging? But how can I get where are the people at? There's creatives everywhere looking for stuff. You just got to find them. You know, so they're ready. Is so that how you've worked it? I mean, it just it's basically um, a lot of uh, circumstances conspiring and uh, just reaching out to, to past contacts. Yeah, and I, and I have a full time graphic designer. She's 23. Yeah. 23. And she was an intern. I found her on freaking LinkedIn. And I said, <laughs> so I called her up and I go, do you want to come start for a crazy company? And I'm an addict in recovery and this is risky. And do you want to mm. come on? And then, then when she starts working for me, she goes, I never told you. My dad is like, uh, she's the doctor of the, the big rehab. I was like, what? Interesting. What the hell are you talking about? And uh, we're getting a shitload of press right now. It's right. just happening really quick. And, sure. and uh, it's a different kind. And what I'm trying to do is just wake up the next day and roll on. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Just keep, and keep moving. So I don't want to focus anything too much because then I'll fucking pick myself apart too. Sure. And, and it's like, dude, just do my best and roll on. But um, well, look, let me ask so, you. So I've noticed like, yeah. I mean, you've just packed so much into this 10 months and, you know, you know, I, I don't know you and, and, and uh, you know, you seem like you've uh like you've you've got it in you definitely but do you have any concerns about overextending at this point in in the recovery um because i mean i, I saw you like what giving like t-shirts to tom arnold and where was that you was know, that in austin 
Yeah, it was in Austin. Mm. I mean, we've had one of the most credible organizations in Texas who's been here forever, like, partner with us. I'm mm. like, you're fucking insane. Yeah. I told him that. I said, you're insane, yeah. dude. This is too much of a risk for you. Mm. Um, the reality is, no, I just, I, I, I could say, yeah, I'm a little concerned. And, I, mm. you know, I'm just living my life now every sure. day the best I can. You know, and I'm invigorated beyond and inspired beyond belief. I'm seeing, I'm seeing people react. Mm -hmm. I'm seeing people's eyes. I had a lady at a freaking cash register Mm -hmm. take the water and she says, what is this? This packaging school is clean. And I go, 50% of our profits go to support people in recovery from Mm -hmm. alcohol. And she just went teary eyed a little bit. And she goes, my father died last year of alcoholism. Mm -hmm. And she goes, I will never drink anything but clean. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I just and yeah. I went holy shit yeah. I felt this through me sure. and now it's selling now we've sold 40 accounts in two weeks and yeah. 10 business days in Austin Texas and these are like the most influential places in sure. Austin the hip spots on South Congress the right. home slice hip I mean and my point is it's not because we're so fucking cool it's because this epidemic's so fucking huge right Exactly. And we're not talking about it or we don't want to go more aggressive and get even more real with it. And so, you know, people have asked me, so what are you going to do? Are you, you know, you're a sober prophet or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, look, clean is a catalyst. Mm. It's an icebreak. Right. It is a conversation starter. Absolutely. We don't have, I don't have the solution right now. Mm-hmm. But I can say, I can tell you this, you know, disease, no disease, my victim, hell no. I don't care about that. I can. I think we can all agree that there's a fucking problem. Right. It's really bad. It's tearing up lives beyond belief. And maybe we should start talking about it more. And so, you know, then I say grab a bottle of clean and drink to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's just the resonation, the intrinsic attraction mm-hmm. and, and that is happening when I see in people's eyes is why I'm so inspired that I know this is going to fucking work. And my goal and my job is to stay clean, is to honor what I say that I'm representing as we move forward. And Mm so, um, you know, I've just, I don't feel like a heavy load on my shoulders because I don't feel like, you know, this is about building me up. This is not West Water. Right. It's clean cause. I'm the face and I'm going to be there at the beginning. And it will spread with more people as we get them and become more and more credible sure. um, as as not just me, you know. And um, mm-hmm. and so, yeah, to me, that's like I can't, I've never had highs like that, you know, in my right. life. Sure. So. Or like it's a fascinating effort that you've got going. And certainly, you know, getting the, the story behind it is um Really it's inspiring stuff. Inspiring and compelling. Yeah, it's yeah. inspiring stuff, and it's yeah. it's clear that it's it's affecting people. You know, I mean, it's uh, it's I don't know anybody who hasn't been touched in some way, shape, or form by by alcohol and drug abuse. You know, um, yeah, somebody, everybody knows somebody who knows somebody. Everybody's had their life affected in some fashion, mm-hmm. and so there's a universal appeal to the message um, that informs the product right out of the gate, and that's that's powerful stuff. And it sounds like, I mean, I can hear it in every word you're saying that, that you, you've got a lot of, a lot of thrust and you see the largeness and the potential, um, just to provide a platform for people to start that conversation. 
Well, yeah, and how cool would it be that here's the deal? So I have this trademarked in Europe and Australia mm-hmm. already. Twenty eight EU states, Australia, United States. Hmm. I, I mean, I'm thinking really big guys, <laughs> and, and and this is what I mean by this. Sure. I think we have the chance to create, and this is here. Let's just call it grandiose. Fuck it. Let's go there for one second. All right. I think we have a chance to build. You look at Paul Newman's brand. You look at Tom's shoes. Right. You look at these companies generating hundreds of millions, if not billions, of dollars. We have a chance to create a brand that can be consumption funding, you know, for sure. recovery that's sustainable. And and you know what would be the really fucking coolest thing of the whole deal? Right. If I actually honored what I said I was gonna do. That would be so fucking awesome, I think, if we generated a shit ton of money and people trusted and mm-hmm. believed in it, and then we did it. And that's what we're going to fucking do. Absolutely. And, you know what's fascinating and, is I was just uh, participating in a Twitter back and forth today where someone was saying um, they're, they're waiting for the uh, Project Red of recovery to break out. And <laughs> the more you talk about it, it's, it seems like clean certainly poised to be um, – you know, certainly that sort of entity, that sort of. Um, I think, I think, it, I think it can be, and I, you know, from a commercial standpoint, you guys being in marketing to understand the word "clean" and how powerful it is sure. from a, a cultural standpoint, societal. Um, you know, why can't we put this on shampoo and conditioners? Right. Mm-hmm. Why can't we put it on method branded soaps? Right. You know that kind of thing. Why can't we put it on gum that is all natural? You know, it's like where does it stop? And We're, then, you know, and if this is a effect- <laughs> Why can't we put it on cigarettes? Okay, maybe not cigarettes, but... (laughs) No, 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 I like it. Clean vapor. Interesting. Interesting. So it gets gets wild, and that's... um, I I feel like I just... I'm like blown away. I am blown away in this moment of gratitude that I'm talking to you guys about this 11 months after... Yeah, that is really, I, I mean, that quite frankly might be the most astounding part to me. I, I'm still um, you know, trying to get my head around that because that is a lot of fucking energy out of the gate, dude. Um, and, uh, you know, it, you know, it certainly sounds like um, you're, you're you're up for it and, and you got a pretty good perspective on all this. Um, you've certainly been been down the other side and you know it's what's back there. Um and uh, and it's not good. It's not good, right? So, um, yeah, no, I, you know, I appreciate you uh, coming on, sort of sight unseen, and you know, I talked to you about it that you're really the first guest that I just I haven't had any contact with um, until basically, you know, essentially moments before coming on air, and um, it's been fascinating. I mean, your your energy is a. Uh, Infectious. Yeah, I think um, we almost need to, you know, have a follow up yeah, show and talk about what we've talked about here. It's uh, there's there's just it's substantive. There's a lot of depth to it. There are a lot of interesting developments. Just how quickly and how, right. um, yeah, you're you're an engine of enthusiasm, and um, I don't know. I well, feel more grateful well, for having heard you, man. Well, yeah, well, thank you. And let's do this just for here. Let's just make a little time capsule really quick. It's 2015. We're sitting here. I'm 10 months sober. I'm talking to you guys and we're all in the same tribe and we're all we're all going for the same thing. 
And if clean cause can play its little part in this world to be a catalyst, to be able to move and do something bigger, maybe start some type of, dare I say, movement or be a part of mm-hmm. a revival or revolution to take this mother effort on even even heavier and harder with like love and compassion. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even that warm and fuzzy that way, guys, but that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, I'm really not. And then and then flash forward and we're almost done is saying right now we have forty accounts. Okay. Right. And that's seventeen cupcakes, maybe. Can we create something that's gonna spread throughout the US that this country will get behind mm-hmm. by and then we use that money for good. And people can feel damn good about it, mm-hmm. you know? So that's what the vision is. Let's see what happens. Let's touch base again. Definitely let's touch base. And the other thing I'm going to say, I, I don't know if I mentioned, full disclosure, I have two sisters that live in Austin. My dad used to live in Austin, and I spent uh, quite a bit of time in Houston. Um, so uh, I may have to come down there and check out what's going on with Clean Cause uh, in person right. sometime. Right on, guys. Well, um, yeah, I, I appreciate it. And um, I dig what you guys are doing. I love it. It's all part of the... Um, yeah, so you guys are doing it, man. So thank you all. Oh, thank, thank you, man. man. And yeah, definitely. We're going to reach out and see if maybe you want to join us again uh, sometime in the near future. And um, keep on keeping on, man. Keep on with your bad right. self. Yeah. Good luck to you. Godspeed. Right. You've got us in your corner. No question about it. All right. So, hey, so here, so my addictions are not completely gone. I'm so happy about this interview and what we're doing. I'm going to go get some freaking cake and eat the icing only. Perfect. I got serious problems with that, guys, but that's another episode, too. <laughs> All right, we'll do the cake <laughs> episode. All right, man. All right, take uh, care. Take care, you too. Bye. Bye. When you hear this back, there may be some some uh, some empty, empty spots. I may have to do a little editing. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> I know there's no name, first name, oh, last names. But oh, shit. Yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Yeah, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>